0: Thanks for joining me. So welcome to the lifestyle chase I have brought for episode 214, Mr. Jonathan Goodman. How are you today?
1: 214 episodes. Congratulations. Thank you. (laughs) That shows dedication. That's incredible. I looked at stats at one point, podcasting stats. And it was something like 98% of podcasts don't do more than 10 episodes.
0: <laughs> As someone who has consulted <laughs> to start up several podcasts, I can confirm that is definitely true. Um, some things that I wanted to make note of is uh, one of the uh, groups that you are responsible for, the PTDC, has featured mm-hmm. this show a few times. And it's just that was like a big win for me this past oh, year. Awesome. Um, so I really appreciate what you do. I'm going to, um, save you from having to do like the intro. I'm going to give an intro outside of this so that we're making the most use of your time. People are going to figure out who you are and what you're about as we unravel, um, just our conversation. And honestly, if somebody is tuning in right now, if they just open up their phone and just Googled. Jonathan Goodman Fitness or Jonathan Goodman Training, um, you're going to come up with a lot of resources, a lot of books, a lot of um, just things that have helped a lot of trainers along the way. Um, with regards to the backdrop, we talked about your kitchen as we were preparing for this episode. And I find that a person's backdrop does, does say a lot about where they're at in this point in their life. Um, so can you expand on like where you are at geographically and what's happening for you right now?
1: Yeah, I'm living in a little uh, pueblo in Mexico, about 45 minutes up the coast, up the, up the coast of Sa- or up the coast of Puerto Vallarta, sorry. And uh, and and I love it. I mean, for the past nine years, I've lived four to six months abroad every year. And where I live, where I am right now, as you can hear with the propane tank going by, uh, where I live right now is basically the only combination of reliable internet and like somewhat sustainable, reliable, quiet that exists. So this is my terrible Mexican kitchen in the place that I'm staying at in the Pueblo, in Mexico. It's just such, a, it's such an interesting, like, this is, this is real life, right? I want to be able to move around a lot. I want to be able to bring, you know, I have a four and a half year old. My wife is also pregnant with our next. I want to be able to bring our family to these places and live this life of adventure and exploration and If that means that my uh, brand and and backdrop and visuals is not going to be as good, it's like, well, that's just something that I'm okay with. And I think that alone says a lot of where I come from and what's important to me. It's not me saying like, this is how you should do it. But I just think it's so important these days. There's so many things that we can do. There's so many things we feel like we should do, particularly with marketing and branding and content production. And it's like, have you really thought about first what kind of life you want to live, because to me, that should take priority and then you start to fit that other stuff because you can 't do it all and so for me, I want to live this kind of life, so that means that having this beautiful backdrop maybe doesn 't mean that I can live that kind of life, and so that's a trade-off that 's a trade off that i 'm willing to accept
0: I mean honestly, from my experience like i've i 've interviewed probably over one hundred and fifty different people. And by seeing something like this, it gives you more insight than if it was polished. Like you get to see that someone is uh, focusing their decisions based on the like the experience that they want to get out of life kind of thing rather than like the outcome that they, they've they set an expectation on based on what they've s- seen in other people. And like my best example, we talked about how I've been cruising through podcast episodes and how other people might get to 10 and then just stop. And I yeah. find that the most often cause of that is because people think that uh, that like having a podcast is going to make you someone... Much more extraordinary than you would have been had you not had a podcast. But the truth mm-hmm. is, like you're putting in those reps, and it's like, like anything the, else, the journey is what you're getting out of it more than anything. Yeah, yeah, like anything else, like anything else, you're
1: putting in the reps, and you're getting better at it. Every single person who starts a podcast is going to be
0: shit at podcasting when they start a podcast. I always like, encourage people to go back and listen to like episode one of my show, and like the cool yeah, thing like- is like. We talked about uh, Andrew Coates, shout out Andrew, um, and I have listened to his show since the very beginning. So I've even heard him um, transform through how he interviews, how he speaks, um, the the transition from him and Dean Guido hosting together to Andrew doing it solo. Uh, Mm -hmm. The show has transformed in big ways, so it's always cool to see it in other people for sure.
1: Yeah, and even, I mean, Andrew's writing the same way. Uh, I mean, my writing's the same way. It's like, I think that I'm a good writer now. Well, why? It's because I've written every day for the last 10 years. Like, it's, it's as simple as that. It's not a, you know, it's not a natural ability. That's um, why, that's one of the reasons why I love fitness so much, Chris. Like, it's p- parallels to everything. It's just when you do it first, you're going to be uncomfortable. You're probably always going to be a little bit uncomfortable, particularly like if I go to a new gym, I'm still uncomfortable, which is ridiculous because I've been in gyms more or less consistently for 20 years. I've been in the industry for 17 and yet I'm still uncomfortable going to a new gym, but you know, rep by rep, day by day, bit by bit, you just get a little bit better. And it's just the parallels to that, to success in business, to success with your family. I mean, with my wife, is it like big, austere gestures that make the difference? No. It's like the little day-by-day stuff as we grow together, as we've grown together for the 10 years that we've been together. And uh, and investing is the same way. Wealth generation is the same way. You know, you jump on trends. It's like there's no way to get rich quick, just like there's no way to get ripped quick. I mean, it just doesn't. The type of people who are going to jump on one are the type of people who are going to jump on the other, and it it it's it just simply
0: doesn't exist something that i was kind of thinking about as we prepared for this episode and i like how you mentioned like the writing as the topic because i was thinking about your book ignite the fire and i just wanted to know like where were you at in your life like where were you at like mentally like psychologically when you made the decision to write that book but i don't know I mean, that was 12 years ago
1: when I made that decision to write that book. Oh, actually, I started to work on a 10-year anniversary edition that's coming out next year. I don't have a good answer for you on this because anything that I say is, I mean, memories are so fallible, right? Like, I have no clue what I was really thinking. I've told the story a bunch of times. So as you tell a story more and more, that story becomes more real in your head. But is it what actually happened? I'm not sure. It's really easy to create post-narratives about stuff, and then that become the new reality. All I, all I really know for sure is that I was a personal trainer in Toronto. I had reached kind of the top of where you could reach as a trainer in Toronto. So this is 2008, 2009. I was charging 97 bucks an hour. I was 23 years old. I was working 40 hours a week with clients. I was referring my overload of clients to other trainers, getting commissioned for that. And I was the senior trainer at our club. So I was doing like in-service trainings and I was helping hire trainers and stuff. And I, and I just knew that there was, I, I wanted something more than that. Like I enjoyed it. I liked it, but I knew that I wanted to travel. I knew that I wanted to have a family or something one day. And I knew that the life that I was living wasn't conducive to that. Right, like 6 30 a.m. to 9 30 p.m. type days. It's just not conducive to that. And it was fun while I was doing it. And and if I go back, I do it again. It was super fun. But I was just I was just searching and um, I tried a whole bunch of things. I wrote two plans, two business plans for smoothie operations. I studied residential real estate investing for six months. I was searching. And Part of that search was coming across a book called Multiple Streams of Income by Robert G. Allen. And in that book was the term infopreneuring, which in 2008 was this revolutionary idea that you could sell your information, particularly on the internet. And in that book, there was the advice, write a book about something you know about, and then you can build all these income streams about it. It was just one idea, along with all of these ideas, that for some reason was the one that just stuck with me. I never, I was never entrepreneurial growing up. I never wrote anything really before that book. It just, it was the right thing for me. Who knows? Maybe if I was a different type of person, the smoothie operation might've been the right thing for me. And we might've been talking about something else. I mean, I guess the point is just like, there was a whole bunch of different stuff I was trying and like one of them caught on and felt right. And so I just kind of kept doing it.
0: There's so much for, for people to kind of like take away from that. And it's going to depend on how um, good at listening they are. Like, given the fact that you alluded to the other things that you tried, uh, like you you spoke to the smoothies, you you talked about how you didn't necessarily have an, an entrepreneurial background. That's going to give people the context that they need that you don't necessarily need to be like, the most, the the biggest expert in that thing to carry on with that thing, you just need to stick at it. And um, as we talked about before, put in those repetitions until you mm-hmm. can kind of gain mastery within that.